Welcome to the Authentically Me in the Bible podcast. I'm your host, Tenley, and here's where I talk through and process scripture as I study the Bible. You'll experience my raw thoughts and ideas. Join me on the talk and share your thoughts. This isn't a place of criticism, but learning and digging deeper. Something that I read this morning in my reading, because um, every morning, <clears throat> I after I do my devotional, I read a book, a chapter of a book. And I, as I was reading this, um, I just thought that it was something that we have to be reminded of. So before I get into and the book that I'm reading is Everybody Always. Um, but before I get into what the synopsis is in this book, I want to read you the scripture that came to mind as I was reading it. Um, it says in Matthew 25, verse 40, then the king will reply to them, I assure you that when you have done it to one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you have done it for me. Hmm. Okay. Keep that in your mind. So Matthew 25, verse 40. Now I'm going to read this. And this was from the CEB version. I'm not actually a fan of this. Hold on. Let me change a version. I like NLT. Um... So NLT says, and the king will say, I will tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are doing it to me. Hmm, Pretty much the same thing, right? Um, But the synopsis in the book, um, I I really want you to meditate on just this in in application to your life. So it says, "What what it seems, he'll care more, he being God, care more about who about most is how we treat the people on the fringes of our lives he'll wa- he'll want to talk about whether we gave them a hug or some much needed help all of this because he said if we did kind things for the lonely and hurting and isolated in the world we were really doing it for him I can hear how the discussion with the first group who did the right things but didn't know it was Jesus it was Jesus might go down right wait really that was you no way the guy with all the tattooed cuss words the hooker the guy in jail the kid in, in Uganda the lawyer the school teacher the politician I didn't know it was you so here it's saying this is a discussion that they're having with Jesus right um, we decided we'd love the way we we decided we love the way you said to the second group will be so they're talking about two groups of people right how they would probably approach um the conversation with jesus so the second group will be just as surprised by what they hear jesus say the group didn't intend to be mean or uncare they are a lot like you and me in this way i'm sure they will i'm sure they would have been more than willing to help jesus if he'd asked them but when the hungry or thirsty or sick or strange people came along or when people without clothes came by, they didn't know what to do. So they didn't do anything. It wasn't that they disagreed with Jesus or folded their arms and refused to help. Their mistake was simple. In fact, it was it's the one I make almost every day. They just didn't recognize these people were actually Jesus. These people didn't dress like him or talk like him or act like him. In fact, the opposite was true. They lived in the way and did things that were quite opposite of how Jesus lived. Some of the things they did landed them in jail or left them in um, perilous positions. Jesus knew this and he said 
if he wanted to be and he said if we wanted to be with him we'd stop playing it safe and go talk to them instead of talking about them I've lived most of my life as a second group guy. This is the author now talking. I have simply been too busy and too good at keeping my distance from people I don't understand to know what they, they'll really need. Sure, I noticed them, but I just wasn't close enough to recognize it wasn't just hurting lonely people I was passing by. It was Jesus I was avoiding. Sadly, sometimes I only pretend to care for people who are hurting. The way I know this is simple. I don't do anything to help them. Mm. I'll say I'm too busy to help someone in need when it isn't time. I lack its compassion. In short, I settle for merely hoping rather than actually helping. So I'm posing this to you. When you have discussions with, you know, anybody on the road that you may not know or you call a, um, or you get a call from a telemarketer or you're dealing with some type of customer service and frustrations happen how do you deal with them how do you deal with them i'm posing that to you any interaction you have with work colleagues family members how do you deal with them because you never know who is jesus <laughs> you never know they may not represent themselves that way but the question is how do you represent jesus to these people and how do you treat them? It's a question that we pose that we need to really be considerate about. I'll read the scripture again and end it that way. But it says, as the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. So how do you treat the people that you are surrounded by? And how do you treat strangers? How do you treat telemarketers? How do you treat customer service people when they are annoying, when they are not giving you what you want them to, uh, when they're doing things that you think are not Christ-like? How do you treat them? How do you treat them? It's a representation of how you would treat Jesus. So approach everybody that you come interact in, in anybody, eh, anybody you interact with, treat them as you would Jesus. Let's get some scripture in there. Hebrews 13 verse 2 in the NLT version, it says, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it, without even realizing it. We don't know who we're coming in contact with. We don't know who's going to be at a certain event. We don't know who may be sitting beside us. And it could be strangers. So just as we are supposed to treat people as we would want people to first treat us, and then second, as if they were Jesus, treat them as if they were angels like that you probably would have seen Five minutes ago, you will probably would have only seen five minutes ago and never see them again in your life. How are you treating these people? How are you interacting with them? All right, can we take it a little step further? Let's go a little bit deeper into this. Hence why it says in the Bible, we get deep and dig deeper. Okay, so if we go back to Genesis. Uh, go back to Genesis. Genesis, I believe it's 18, 18, 17, 18, 19 when it talks about Abraham and Lot. Do you guys know the story? If not, go and read the story. Please, I'll give you a synopsis of what part I'm talking about, but I won't give you the whole story. It'll be too much. Um, but here it says, it shows that they, Abraham and Lot, 
showed hospitality to mysterious visitors. These men that came, that they were mysterious. And even if you look at the context of what the Bible is, says in, in um, Genesis 18 and 19, you could tell that they were angels. And even going a little bit further, where if, if you've done the Bible recap, I'm currently doing the Bible recap with about 40 other people. Um, and we're really digging deeper in, into it. But even the difference between Lord, capital L-O-R-D, or Lord as in a capital L-O-R-D, or Lord with all lowercase. And there's a chance, there's a, there's a you know, a theory that Jesus was one of those people. And if you look, dig deeper into the wording, I'm not going to read it now because I didn't put my Bible in front of me, but if Jesus was there and Abraham or Lot mistreated, and even if it wasn't Jesus, we clearly know these were angels, mistreated these men, how do you think that God would look at them? All right, now put yourself into the picture. If men, women, whomever came around you, randomly, you don't know them from Adam, and you mistreated them, you reacted a certain way towards them, how do you think that would be a representation of yourself, first of all, and who God has called you to be? Abraham and Lot literally entertained angels in their home and even if you go to lot like where lot was living again go read the scripture but where lot was living there were men coming after lot and his household so they can go have sex with these men but lot was he was willing to unfortunately sacrifice fortunately and unfortunately sacrifice his daughter and say hey you know i'm gonna stop you from first of all being practicing homosexual activities and I'm also going to repre- protect these men. They are sent by God. So what can I do to first get you to have sex with a woman instead of a man, but to protect these men, protect them because they were angels sent from God. Okay. So another point that I want to mention is when we talk about ensuring that we treat other people like we would Jesus. Think of it this way. If Jesus is within us, right? You know, he died for us. We've accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. He has made his home in our hearts. And maybe in the next episode, get deeper into the home within our hearts that, you know, fosters Jesus and making sure it's in the right place, all of that. I'll get into that in the next episode. But for this context, Jesus is within us. Now, if Jesus is within us, each and every one of us, and we interact with other people, those interactions means that we are also interacting with Jesus. So if, hear me out, if there's Sally and Sam, Sally and Sam both have Jesus within their hearts. They've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their savior. They are Christians, they're following into the path of righteousness, but they've never met each other before. First interaction and Sam does something that Sally doesn't necessarily like, and Sally decides to first either beat him up or speak verbally abusive words to him or just treat him like trash. Guess what? Sally's doing that to Jesus. 
Because one, we are children of God. So you're doing that to a child of God. And second, Jesus is living within this person. And that's the way that you treat them. And even in similar similar to my last podcast episode when we're talking about husbands and wives, think about it this way as well. Like when we are mistreating our spouse, our partner, even if you want to take it out of marriage, your parents, whomever, if they are Christian and if, they, if they've accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and he's living within them, when we mistreat them, guess what? We're mistreating Jesus. And even if these people that we interact with are not Christians, are not believers, we should not be mistreating them. And especially when you don't even know who the person is. When you don't know who the person is, you could be entertaining angels, people. Come on, we got to make sure that we are living right according to the way that God has called us to, to, to live. He also said to turn the other cheek. So if somebody mistreats you and does something that... Um, you wouldn't want done to you something that is negative anything along those lines it does not mean you have the right to retaliate and do the exact same thing back to them especially if it is something that's negative uh what michelle obama says when they go low we go high that's that's another way of saying turn the other cheek do something right don't stoop to their level we are called to be different. We are called to be the light of the world, to set the example. We live in the world, but we are not of the world. There are so many scriptures that I can throw at you. So what are you doing to represent Jesus in the way that you're treating people from a phone call, telemarketers, people on, on the TV, sometimes even when it comes to the news. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm watching movies or sometimes I, I watch the news and automatically something triggers me and I'm cussing the TV. Yeah, I'm one of those people that talk to the TV. And despite if the person can't hear me, or they can hear me, well, they realistically cannot hear me, I have to be careful there too. Because guess what? I'm aware of what I'm saying. This is a way to practice to make sure the words that are coming out of your mouth are fruitful and do not tear down or break down. Make sure what we are producing, whether tangible or verbally or even our thoughts, are fruitful and when we catch ourselves doing things like not being fruitful when we catch ourselves in places that we shouldn't be when we catch ourselves in sin when we fall into temptation what do we do we got to first confess it we got to give it to god and ask lord how can i be more like jesus how can i accept first of all the way that i am as a human being and second to ensure that not to fall into my fleshly desires, into my fleshly ways, but to be different. As hard as it is, but to be different. We don't know who we're entertaining. We don't know if we're entertaining angels, but at the same time, focusing, making a mind, uh, put, changing your mindset to say, no matter who I interact with, no matter who's around me, let me focus on treating them as I would Jesus. Because if Jesus came into your presence right now, what is the first thing that you would do? If he walked through your room door right now, I'm in my bedroom recording this podcast episode, and I'm literally waiting to hear my son come home because they, my son and my husband went out, and I'm literally waiting for that, that door to open up and say, I'm home. But as I'm waiting here, I'm thinking, I'm looking at my bedroom door and saying, if Jesus was to walk through my door right now, 
If I would to see him, what would be the first thing I would do? First of all, I think I'd be nervous. I do. I do. I'd be like, Jesus, if there's anything that I have done that I have not confessed in this moment, please forgive me. But I'm excited and scared to see you all at the same time. That's just the first thing that came to mind. Maybe I may be very different. Who knows? But the question is posed to you. What would you do if he walked through that door right now? Think about that. Now, the next person that walks through that door, treat them like they were Jesus. Treat them like they're an angel that you're entertaining. If that phone call, that telemarketing phone call, I don't know about you. If you're in the States, I know here in Canada, we've been getting them a lot. But you know those those calls that you get, random, either fraud calls or they have um, an Asian person talking in the background. Listen, the amount of times that I have wanted to cuss them, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. But maybe we can treat them like Jesus. What would Jesus do in what what would Jesus do in that moment? Do you remember those bracelets? What would Jesus do? WWJD. Do you remember those bracelets in the 1990s? Those were reminders for us. Now that we may not have those bracelets, so I'm sure you can find them somewhere on Amazon, maybe for like a whole lot of money since they're so ancient. But what would Jesus do? What would Jesus want you to do? Think about that and make that be your practice. Hospitality to Jesus. Father God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that we are imperfect people striving every day to be perfect. We will never attain perfection, but the more that we dig deeper into your word and the more that we spend time with you, we know that you will reveal to us where we fall short, where we need to confess, and where we need to do better. So help us to get up every morning to do exactly that and to spend time with you to get our daily bread. Help us to be more like Jesus and give us a daily reminder of who he is and what he does and what he would do in situations that we find ourselves in. Let us be kind to those around us and show hospitality to people that we know and even to strangers because we don't know who we're, who we're entertaining on a daily basis. We don't know who you have sent into our lives to strengthen us and even to challenge us. But despite whatever their purpose is, that we will be successful and that we will represent you in everything that we do and everything that we say. Thank you, God, for this time. And I pray that your people are blessed by this word that is shared and that it comes off as not as my flesh, but as you speaking through me, because this is not about me, Tenley. This is about God, Jesus, and spreading the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, I am done. I think I've said a lot today, but I promise this time I'm finished. All right, I'm gone. Peace.